Or does it have something far more sinister in mind? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So I don't know if we've gone into incredible detail about previous campaigns we've done mm-hmm. but Abeleth hold a special place in my dungeon mastering heart mm-hmm. and in my playing heart yeah and in a i mean in an adversarial sort of way i might oh, yeah. imagine the first campaign we played one-on-one the big bad at the end was an Abeleth. Mm-hmm. and the basically the entire campaign was incepted because i was reading through the monster manual and it was like this is a really cool monster. <laughs> I'll base a campaign around this monster. And so that, that happened, and it, mm-hmm. was, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love Ableth. They are the second entry in the monster manual, so they're very easy to find, right <laughs> after Arakokra. I didn't have to read very far to get my inspiration. I was like, oh, page two, all right. And done. And Close done. This book. Yep. I don't need the other 300 pages. <laughs> Who cares about Z? Who cares about Z? Oh, my God. I think there's only, like, zombies back there anyway. That's all I could think about. Nobody wants a head. campaign based around yetis and zombies. <laughs> uh, no, it, 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 same with me, because when we first came to the Plain of Water... With Abeleth having been the big bad in our other campaign, that was my very first thought. And I was like, oh, no, what if we come across, uh, you know, come across face to face with an Abeleth? Because uh, back in our other campaign, when uh, my my PC uh, faced an Abeleth, she was full of hit points. She she was a sorcerer. She had all of her spells. She was, you know, good to go. And here with Octavia. And you had some very unbalanced homebrew items i had given you that is also true that is true well i have i have some homebrew items now No, these too. were like brokenly yeah. bad. Wh- well which ones were the ones that were brokenly bad i mean there was one that basically j- it was uh, a health regen thing that you took really so you, I totally you th- ended the fight with i think no full net, hit points net, yeah, full hit yeah points. i had forgotten about that one i yeah. think also at the time I don't think I actually fully understood metamagic and how exactly it worked. And I think... Oh, we made tons of mistakes. I uh, super, super misused metamagic, uh, obviously, to my benefit. Um, and it wasn't purposeful. I wasn't cheating. But I, I going back now um, and looking at it, I was like, I definitely misused, yes. definitely misused that. Metamagic is much more restrictive than we uh, yeah. initially thought. Exactly. Yeah. But hey, mm-hmm. it's, still, it's still pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I love Abeleth. They're super cool. Like primordial godfish things. No, they they're really with cool. Genetic yeah. memories. They're very awesome. Very cool. I'd forgotten about the whole genetic memory thing. Yeah. They're like the gold then. The mm-hmm. I mean they're like kind of. Well, I feel like the whole inherited genetic memory type thing. Because I don't know how many other how many do other monsters have that in the monster? I don't know, manual? some might, but 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't read the monsters very much. I like looking at the pictures. Like, I picture. love... I'm like, I'm going to look at these pictures, and if the picture looks cool, then I'll read the stat. But I'm just like, oh, I want to read the, like, flavor text about it first. <laughs> I just wish that there were higher level Aboleth. Because they're CR 10. Which is, which is, I mean, that's pretty up there. But for being creatures that were, like, godlike Gods. in their yeah. power, you're like, shouldn't shouldn't they be, like, 15 or... Well, sh- I mean, sh- shouldn't they be like arch devils in CR though? If I mean, they're basically cool. like gods. They, that's what, uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I have fond memories of fourth edition, which a lot of people don't. And one thing I do like about their monster design is that they give you lots of different types of the same monster, like goblins. In 5e, there is a goblin and a goblin boss. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. 5e is designed to be very, you know, straightforward and streamlined. And I appreciate that. But in 4e, they're like, here's goblins. There's seven different types of goblins. There's hex hurlers and skirmishers and goblin, you know, whatevers. And they have the same thing with Aboleth, where there's like a couple different types that some are a bit weaker, some are a bit stronger, and they do different things. Very cool. So I, I would like like a uber aboleth no that i think that's cool i don't think i'd realize that about 4e and i think it does totally make sense because i honestly kind of miss fighting goblins and you know once you know we're level 10 and basically once you get up to this point well i just have to throw like 50 goblins right yeah like (laughs) cumulative like numbers then and then also i mean that definitely has its own kind of challenges but it, it is kind of too bad that you know such a classic such a classic monster uh you know is 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 kind of no more one-on-one toe-to-toe like viable Mm -hmm. at that point i think they should just take what they did with dragons because they have like four every type of dragon they have like four different types of wormlings and youngs and adults and ancients and if they applied that to some of the other creatures it'd be that'd be so cool if you could have a young aboleth and like an ancient aboleth oh yeah that'd be sick that'd be cool I, they all do different things. I think the new, I mean, that would be just so cool across like all of the the overarching. Like apply that to arch devils, and I guess I guess once I, you get to an arch devil, you're do it kind to of. Archdevils. But yeah, like to Arp Aboleth, and then like dragon turtles, some or some of those other, yeah. you know, really big things. I, I don't think I realized. So that is there only one Aboleth? Mm-hmm. One Aboleth, Aboleth. Huh, that, that is kind of interesting. I mean, obviously homebrew is a thing, and third yeah. party stuff exists, and I think they have some expanded Aboleths that I've seen out there. I think Kobold Press has some different I'm sure tablets, they do. Yeah. But I'm always wary of third party stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, given how 5e is balanced, I I should be wary of officially published stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> only only minor shade. Oh, I was not expecting that. That yep. Well, yep. No, 5e is 5e is relatively balanced, yeah. except the CR system, which is garbage yeah well yeah it's, i mean it's especially garbage for playing 101 so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it yeah. is also fun because one of the very first minis that you like well not not one of the very first ones but austin painted me I painted very few minis yeah and one of one of them is a is an aboleth kind of stand-in mini i don't think it's like it's not like an <laughs> it's official not officially an aboleth because it's uh uh, a reaper bones thing and i think aboleth is a proprietary wizard mm-hmm. of the coast property but it's a sea monster with tentacles yeah but every it, and we have had it like out kind of displayed for a couple years now and it was fun because last session austin pulled it out um and it's you know been 
I don't know, like several years since time. it's been in like been in play. So it's kind of exciting and terrifying to, you know, to see it. And it's and it's actually kind of cool because so our, our previous one on one campaign was is set in the same world. It's set in Moir, um, but it's, you know, several hundred years. It's hundreds and hundreds of years later. But I mean, I don't know how old Abolith lived to be. And I'm like, this could be the same one. I don't think they die. Like they don't they don't really die. You just kind of have to kill them type of thing. Well, you kill them and then they. Not that Octavia or any of your characters would know this, but they kind of just reform. Oh, really? Oh, that's that's actually kind of cool. Can they, like, reproduce besides dying? I don't know. And that's not something I really want to think about. No, I mean, it's terrifying, but I'm like, they could just be infinitely, like, numbers, you know, if they can't die and if they're so hard to kill, which they are, and if their genetic memory is passed on, just the the thought of kind of endlessly... You know, more and more Avalith being produced is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're cool. I like I like them as monsters and as enemies mm-hmm. uh, a lot. So I decided it was perfect for them to pop back up here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because canonically they were banished here anyway. So. Yeah, I mean it's it was super perfect. And I'm just worried Jasulka's gonna turn against me because he's like buddy old pal. We'll see. We. We'll see. And on that note. And on that note, mm-hmm. welcome back. You find yourself deep beneath the, the waves. <sighs> underwater in a cavern glowing slightly green except for the bottom, which is covered by a cloud of inky blackness from your octopus. There are two tunnels leading out of this chamber. In one of them, you can see the huddled, enormous form of an incredibly large ancient chul. In the other, which you are having your octopi attempt to retreat through, you see floating in the center of it a creature that is unmistakably an apoleth. A large, like, 15-foot-long eel-like creature. Numerous meaty tendrils leeching off of its main body that are just kind of hovering and floating gently in the surf, big, circular, gaping mouth with rows and rows of jagged, pointed teeth and a row of eyes that go up the center of its head. It just kind of floats there for a moment. I don't know. I I imagine your octopi just kind of like... Stop when they get there, because you can't really go through it. You could try. Mm Mm-hmm. If we get to that point. But currently it's blocking your exit. Your other exit is blocked. Yeah. And these are ancient creatures of legend. A cold chill runs down your spine. Yeah. <sighs> the, What's your plan? What the, are you thinking? Well, I mean, the octopi definitely, you know, screech to a screech to a halt as much as you can <laughs> underwater. Um and you know, Octavia knows about the Aboleth, of course. What she knows about them is almost more myth and conjecture as opposed to fact, but seeing all the symbology that had been here in the Koatoa temple, uh, you know, and knowing that Aboleth were here, um, I mean, it's there's, she has no question in her mind what is in front of them. Um, and 
so they just they just stop kind of you know stunned and, and she's she's on the back of uh, Octo Friend and she has you know her grandmother's staff in one hand and, and this new this new staff in her other that she hasn't even really had the time to look at or mm-hmm. or examine at all it was you know just grab it and go mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I mean her mind is just it's almost just like all consuming seeing this being right here in front of her and and there's nothing in her mind for just this second just this second (laughs) hey now (laughs) (laughs) it never gets old Uh, making fun of her lack of intelligence intelligence. yeah (laughs) or lack thereof exactly uh but no yeah they're they're just basically dumbfounded again i've tried (laughs) uh (laughs) what else is new um okay you're sitting there, floating in the air. You're Octopire. Not sure what to do. Maybe waiting for a direction from their master. You hear a voice projecting into your head. Not a voice like the dragons, which you're probably getting used to at mm-hmm. this point. A deep, rumbling voice that starts in words that you can't quite understand, just like and eventually it forms into words in the common tongue that you can understand, Mm -hmm. and it says Why have you come? Oh my gosh, okay We came You can answer back mentally Oh, okay. Also. Well, I'm gonna answer in words so that our our, our listeners can be keyed into this mental conversation <laughs> and she might I think she's going to answer does she look over and looking at Carhoon does she assume that he also heard those words or was it directed just towards her you are not sure but okay. even in the pale green light uh, you could see he is white as a ghost Yeah, and he's usually like you know tan not incredibly pale yeah yeah, no, he's definitely Wide blanched. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, both of us. Fists tightening around the hilt of his axe. Okay. She'll be like, we came here looking for something. Um, we meant no disrespect entering where you live. Uh, we acknowledge your power and are uh, awed by it. And we would like you know, no altercation with you, and, and if possible, we would just like to leave. Why have you stolen from me? Oh. 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 <sighs> we were... We were directed here to, to find this, this artifact. Um, maybe we can borrow it from you for a time you hear a strange reverberation not through your brain but like coming through the water it sounds oh. like a weird hiccup like a <laughs> and you get the sense us. that it's laughing at yeah. you and then you hear in your brain again this will not do but you have brought the others to me. Leave them. 
Unfortunately, I, I don't think that I can do that. I, I need them to do something back where my home is. Um, I, I know you don't. I mean, I'm sure it's been a while since you've thought of Moir. Maybe, maybe not. But there's something I need for back in that plane. <sighs> Moir. Yes. I know this place. I remember. Leave the items. And not only will I let you live, I will give you that which you desire more than the salvation of your home. I can give you things which have been taken from you. What do you mean? There's a pause in your brain that you hear it say, I can give you your sister back. I don't know if you can cry underwater. <laughs> it's just, I guess, the area around. Octavia's head just gets a little extra salty. <laughs> <laughs> um, she knew that's what he was gonna, it was going to say. She just wanted to hear it say it. And she's like, I've already tried that. I've gone, I've gone back and I've changed everything that you could change about that day. It shouldn't have ended the way it, it did, but it still did. Even if you change maybe the, the minute details of the past, maybe if you, you know, wake up sooner and you change that day, it's not going to change the result. It is not the past, but the future. My powers are incomprehensible to you. You cannot understand. No, I don't doubt that I can. It's been well established that I'm not the brightest. But, and what, you would just bring her here? Bring her there? Would she still be a child? Would she know? She will return. That is what I can promise you. And as she was, not, not just a shadow of herself. Yes. Good gods. The gods have no power here. Ah! As much as, um, as much, as much, as much as, as much as I want. As much as I want that, I never wanted any of this. Any of these. 
would still know, and she would know. And even if, even if you brought her back, what kind of world would we have to return to? It would all be gone. There's no paradise for, for the two of us on Moir. And I don't think she'd want that. I think El Absalon's already made my choice for me. As much as... As much as I might not like it. So no. Thank you. But no. There's another reverberation through the water, and you get the sense that it has sighed mightily. And you hear it come through in your voice again. I had hoped to avoid this unpleasantness. You speak of your home. This is now your home. And I am now your master. If you will not give them to me willingly, they will be taken. Roll for initiative. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. For Octavia. Ten. For Carhoon. Fifteen. Okay. And just because this is a, an old favorite monster of mine, we're busting out the original set. We're busting out my <gasps> my good old nice. Norse Foundry Gnomish Coppers. Nice! I know I've been using a Orange Crush lately, but going, going old school. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that was the f- very first set of fancy dice I ever got, Austin. Mm-hmm, deliberated mm-hmm. for hours on Norse mm-hmm. Foundry's website to be like, what shade do I get? Looked at all the different options. And uh, they rolled. They rolled well for me. So this Aboleth reels back as it goes first. Of course. How close to it are we? Can I ask a couple? Qu- yeah, yeah let's, like... let's get this map set up real quick, lad. Oh my goodness gracious! You can go ahead and uh, have some inspiration. Oh, thanks. I think that was a a nice back and forth. Thank you. Because I'm all out of luck points, I need them say, as much might, as I need. You might need it. Yeah. <laughs> so the Aboleth looks at you. Do you want to give me one of your dad to just indicate it? The Aboleth looks at you. It's beady black eyes. You can't really tell if it's uh, focusing. And you can see Carhoon sort of shakes his head as well. Yeah. Perhaps they were having a conversation Ooh. as well. Maybe mm-hmm. he was listening in. Maybe it was something else entirely. Uh, but he looks ready to go also. Okay. The Aboleth, two of its tentacles kind of come out on either side of its maw, and they wave hypnotically. And you feel something else in your mind, not just a voice, but like someone's taking a crowbar at the edges of your brain and trying to pry its Uh. way in, almost like similar to the dragons, but a bit more invasive. Mm -hmm. As you're going to need to make an incredibly important... Wisdom saving throw. 
So with 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 using inspiration, I have to decide to use it before I roll, or can I wait until I roll but don't know the results of the roll? I forget if there are specific rules or. I think is. as written, you have to decide before you roll. You say, "I'm going to use inspiration on okay. this," but I think I'll. I'll amend it so that you can use it after you've rolled, but before you know the results. results. Okay. That, I mean, that's what lucky is. You can yeah. roll with that before fine. knowing that. Okay. All right. Here goes. Natty 18, so 26. You're fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you get okay. the sense this thing was prying into your brain, yeah. effectively trying to, like, brainwash mind control yeah you okay yeah which would have been bad very bad carhoon's turn okay now he i will say you can either have both the octopuses go on your turn or you can kind of have one act as carhoon's mount and it can, one can go on his turn and one can go on your turn okay because they're be, both still alive yeah point. that oh that would be great thanks um uh, Carhoon, as his action is uh, is going to, uh, his arm hair kind of kind of gets a little bit longer, and uh, his 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 teeth get a little bit more pronounced, and then his canines grow out a little bit as he legit hulks out and turns into his hybrid form. That would this would be a time to use yeah. it. <laughs> So he is he is now his hybrid uh, werebear elven uh, form. Gets some temp HP. His AC doesn't even go down because he doesn't have his chain shirt mm-hmm. on anyway. Mm-hmm. So that is his action. Um, so this tool, uh, can he then kind of look around at the tool and kind of see what it's... It was, I know, kind of like cowering in the other tunnel. Yes. Like, it's still just cowering there. Okay. It's not... It doesn't look like it's going to join this fight. It's basically, you get the sense it's its job is to plug that hole and just kind of stay out of the way. Okay. So yeah, with it being pl- with it plugging the hole, it doesn't seem like it would lash out if we tried to like circumnavigate it, like go around it. It is might. It, is it like super? Pl- like is it? Yeah. It, like it plugging basically ninety five percent of it. Fills most of it. Yeah. Okay. And there. Like are no- your octopi might be able to squish through. Because they're squishy because and they don't have bones. But you don't think... Do they not you... have any bones? Do I really not have any bones? I guess they probably have a skull, but... I don't know. I don't know. They're kind of gushy. They're gushy. They're definitely gushy. <laughs> I've never... I guess I've never seen an octopus skeleton, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry to, to derail. Derail. <laughs> do octopi have bones? Yeah, an octopus is a mollusk, and it does not have any bones. That's wild. Okay. Um... So he sees that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now, the, again, this doesn't mean you can't... This thing might react if you go up to it. But that doesn't mean you can't, like, get it out of the tunnel if you need to escape that way. Or you can try to go out the Avalet's way somehow. Or you can creatively try to think of something else. Okay, well, that's that. It was his action to turn mm-hmm. into the into the thing. Anyway, I think he is going to direct the um, the octopus that he's on. I think he's on Madame Octopus to kind of back away from the Aboleth a little bit and kind of be exactly in between the Aboleth and the Chul. Okay, it's Carhoon. 
backs up a little bit, turns into a werebear. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Octavia's turn. Okay. Emotionally compromised Octavia. I know. I feel like poor Octavia's always emotionally compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you don't. You haven't attuned to the staff yet. Yeah. But you know it's magical, obviously. Right. And at very least, you know it'll act as a plus one, like staff. Staff. Okay. Quarter staff. Until you attune, attune to fully. It. Yeah. Not that that's going to help a ton right now, but just so you know. Just going to bonk this appleth over the head. <laughs> okay. And looking around, there are no other exits. No other exits. Are there any? No other obvious exits. No other obvious exits. Okay. I guess I have a couple questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wrath of Nature allows me to control rocks and trees and underbrush, etc. Uh-huh. Obviously, there are no trees or underbrush around here. There are rocks. But there are rocks. There are, like... I mean, there's, like, underwater, like, seaweed and lichen-y stuff, I'll say. Is there a way that I can... So with Wrath of Nature, the, the strongest part of that spell is having trees, you know, kind of animate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I can just use it to collapse the tunnel that's in front of the Abloth? Read me the spell. So it's it's, it's kind of long. You Read ca- me the relevant section. Okay, so you call out to the spirits of nature to rouse them against my enemies. Uh-huh. The spirits cause trees, rocks, and grasses centered on a point that I can see to become animated mm-hmm. until the spell ends. Right. And there's a there's specific text for grasses and undergrowth trees, roots and vines, and rocks. So as a bonus action, I can throw rocks around. Mm-hmm. But my wondering is if because this area of nature is maybe a little bit different, the text that applies to trees could maybe apply to rocks instead. So for trees, it says, at the start of each of your turns, each of your enemies within 10 feet of any tree in the cube must succeed on a deck saving throw or take slashing damage from the whipping branches. But is there any way that I can kind of use that text to just, like, pull rocks down in front of that tunnel opening? I think I'm going to have to say no on that one. Okay, yeah. I think I would, like, you could obviously throw rocks because there's plenty of rocks, and I would allow, like, you know seaweed and stuff to act as the grass and roots divides and there might be enough corally type structures to act as trees but I don't think you can have it collapse a t- tunnel. tunnel Okay. you could perhaps have them target the tunnel and if they do enough damage to it maybe that could cause it to collapse okay but just a because there are, there are spells that are more specifically like er- erupting earth that's what I was yeah for that yeah Okay. So, sorry. No, 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 that's totally fine. I was just like, yeah, we'll see, see if I can actually use this spell that I prepped, which is not particularly helpful underwater. <laughs> I mean, I, I would let all of the things apply to something. Like, all of the bits of it. Okay. And they, I just won't let you use the spell to do something it's, it's not, not designed, designed to, do. to do. Okay. Okay. Octavia's going to get a little bit closer to the Aboleth. Okay, how close? Within 10 feet. Okay. Um, using Octo Friend, obviously, and they have a very big swim speed. 
and she's going to go forward a little bit and she's going to put both of her staves in one hand, you know, kind of holding. It's like when you hold both a broom and a mop mm-hmm. when you're cleaning the house, like holding both of them in one hand. It's the most mundane example to illustrate that point. <laughs> exactly. I wanted it to be. <laughs> I wanted it to be kind of oxymoronic. And she has both of them in one hand and she is just like she can see it. She can she can see her sister being back, but she knows that it it, it wouldn't really be real, um, and they'd have no home left anyway. So she swims up a little bit to the Aboleth, puts her one now free hand forward, and just like holds that holds her staffs just like to her chest, just uh, kind of finding some comfort in being able to hold something. And please make a Constitution saving throw. That is not good. That is a 10. You are frozen solid and incapacitated. <laughs> yes! Sorry. Okay. Um, so I used Jasulka's uh, Nova on you. And since you failed, you are frozen solid for 1d4 rounds. And when you are fr- frozen, you have the incapacitated condition. All right. Incapacitated means can't take actions or reactions. Okay. I guess you can still long? move, though. Do you want me to roll the one before you? Um, you can go ahead, since it's your ability. Come on, baby. Can you believe an Aboleth has legendary actions but not legendary resistance? Disappointing. That is kind of amazing. Three rounds. Three rounds. Okay. Wow. No great. Oh my gosh. Oh my word. I did not think that that would work. I did not think that that would work. That is surprised that it doesn't have the legendary is it resistance? Yeah, yeah. it has legendary actions, which it can't take because they're actions. But you can still move. I can still move. But you can't even like grapple me or anything because that would be an action. Right. So you can just kind of like can't do anything. Hover on me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you move? <sighs> Wait. Are, is there not damage associated with that? I think there's only damage if you succeed. I I change these. Did- so you have two souls right now. Correct. Well, I have so, three, but I'm not attuned well, you're to not the third. To it. So, contra nice whirlwind. All creatures within ten feet must make a con save. On a failure, the target takes two d6 cold damage and are frozen for one d4. Oh, okay. So, give me two d6. That is my mistake. If you succeed, it's half damage in no condition. Oh, okay, okay. I actually oh, have three d6. I was gonna say I think it's three d6. Because you have yeah. two. Okay, I had written that down poorly. And thank you for correcting me to my benefit. Mm-hmm. I want a two and a six, so nine right. cold. Not bad. Not As nothing. its body becomes encrusted in a layer of frost mm-hmm. and ice. It is its turn. This well, is I round. haven't moved. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Go I'm going to have... When we're... I know we're in a tunnel right now, but in the area outside the tunnel, does it seem like that area also had a ceiling, or was that just open to the ocean? It was open. It was open. Okay. Um, Octo Friend is going to uh, dart towards the chul. And. Okay. So it seems like you said it seemed like the octopus could get out because it doesn't have bones. Mm-hmm. So what would Octavia need to do to try to get around it? You're trying to get around the jewel? Well, I mean, I, I probably can't right now because that would probably take some sort of action and I use my action, but would it be... I mean, to get around it, you would either have to, like, carve 
through this thing's carapace or like break some stone like you don't think you can physically squish through okay, like, there is room around the ableth like it is not taking up the entire thing and it's incapacitated yes. the octopus is going to dash mm-hmm. 120 feet down that tunnel around the ableth okay and I guess I already used um, Madame Octopus's turn kind of on Carhoon's turn to move it. So mm-hmm. it unfortunately cannot go as well. Okay. But that is what Octofriend will do with Octavia on its back. Okay. So you, your octopus. Um, I'll say the, the area around this abolith, so 10 feet is going to be difficult, difficult terrain. terrain. Okay. So you can move 110. Yeah, because it'll take up an extra 10. So you can move... Or 100 feet, because each each of those 10 feet takes twice as much, so it would take an okay. extra 20. So you move 100 feet out. Yes. How many feet in front of the Aboleth were you? I was 10, I was 10, 10 feet, feet to to get it to to um to be in reach of Jasulka's Nova, and so I'm able to go 80 feet behind it. 80 feet behind it, okay. So you move 80 feet behind it. End of your turn. It's the Abolith's turn. So yeah, it can, like, it's it's encrusted and it's having a hard time performing actions, but it can still move. Yeah. But you can't dash because that is that an is action. That is an action, correct. So it is going to pursue you 40 feet. Okay. So it's... So you're now 40 feet in front of this Abolith. Okay. It is Carhoon's turn. Um, that was round one. Round one, okay. He is on Madame Octopus, and Madame Octopus is similarly going to dash. So, um, now that we're kind of entering theater of the mind, I think he's still able to get over the Aboleth, like on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So, so, he moves 120 feet. He was behind some. So, we've got. Octavia in the lead. Mm-hmm. 20 feet behind her is Car- Carhoon. 20 feet is Carhoon. 20 feet behind Carhoon is the Abel. 20 feet behind that is Abel. <laughs> okay, great. And is this still tunnel? Is Octavia still in a tunnel? Or have they kind of. I th- you'd burst be out of out. it by now. It was not um, that long. Okay. So would Carhoon be out of it as well then? Yeah. Okay, so everyone's so out. Everyone's out We're right now. In open ocean. Okay, Carhoon is going to uh, string his longbow just, I mean, to <laughs> do something. Mm-hmm. He has disadvantage, going to roll here. All right, attack number one. Had rolled an Addy 19, which would have been a crit, but then rolled a 12, so that is a 19 to hit. 19. No, I'm sorry. It's a modified 20 to hit. That hits. Okay. 10 slashing. And then attack number two. A 10 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. Um, Okay. So after Carhoon goes, you see faintly behind you, just in the last glimmer of your light, this enormous jewel. Burst out yeah. of the tunnel behind you <laughs> and pursue you. Oh although it does not swim as fast as Octopi dashing. Y'all do, so it's still a bit behind. Okay. Okay. It is Octavia's turn. You are 40 feet in front of this Abolith. 
and Octa- and Carhoon is 20 feet behind me. Mm-hmm. I am going to uh, reach out again with my free hand and on me and on Carhoon and on Octofriend and on I think I know Madame gonna Octopus. Do. I'm going to cast Water Walk. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> Which will immediately propel us upward 60 feet. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take control of Madame Octopus on this turn. And so both Octofriend and Madame Octopus are going to dash 120 feet up. So they're going to cumulatively yeah. go 180 feet up. I knew this was going to happen. That one failed. I rolled a natural <laughs> four on that save. Oh, my goodness gracious. And seriously, it doesn't have legendary resistance. Oh, my I should have just given it legendary resistance and not told you, but oh, well. <laughs> I'm a stickler for the rules most of the time. Yeah. Except well, when I the appreciate rules are it. I like how you knew exactly what I was going to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. You do that. And at this point, so you shoot up 60 feet and then you swim another 120 feet up. Just Correct. Bends be forgotten. Yeah. No, again, I <laughs> magic. <laughs> um, at this point, with this thing incapacitated for two more rounds mm-hmm. and the chul having a much lower swim how fa- speed. How fast is the tool? Uh, 30 feet. Okay. I mean, it's so, so it can, big. It can move it's like lumbering, total, yeah. yeah. Um, so at this point, I think we're going to leave initiative order because wow. they just they are not going to be able to catch up. Okay. And then even after it becomes un- incapacitated, it will still, It'll still be, be so, so far, far behind. behind. Oh my. And your octopi swim. So quickly. So stupid fast. Yeah. That's why I picked them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so with water walk on the two of you and the octopi. Well, the water walk's actually on the octopus too, because yeah, it'll so like everyone's just buoy everybody up, shooting up at an uncomfortable rate. Uh, it's like going up, like ah! it's like the opposite of going down for a roller coaster. It's like going, like imagine going down, but like shooting upwards. Well, think of so you're moving 180 feet every yeah. round, every, every six seconds, every six seconds in D and D. You fall 200 feet. When you fall and, like, there's no bottom, you fall 200 feet in a round. Oh so you're gosh. moving up almost, almost as, as quickly as gravity would pull you down. <laughs> so disorienting, yeah. Uh, so after, I'm not going to pretend to make up how deep you were, but mm-hmm. after a while, a couple more seconds, you all just kind of shoot out of the water with such force that you probably fly, like, 10 or 15 yeah. feet into the air and then come splashing down. Oh, my heavens. Uh, you can see these spires off to your side, relatively close. You can see the boat moored on this uh, this rocky beach. Rain is lightly pitter-pattering on the surface. What do you do? And you can just way far out in the distance, through the fog and the storm, you can see the Rider's Mutiny. Oh, my. I mean, she's just going to... Sent so many prayers to to, to Al Absalon, being like, "I never, I, I I didn't think that we'd get out of that one." And Gwyneth didn't think they would get out of that one. Oh my gosh! Okay. Well, they're not they're not really out of the woods yet because I mean it could it could keep coming after them. I know that Abolis stay you know in the deep, but there's nothing to prevent them it from. Uh, you know, pursuing them further, so they are going to um, go as quickly as they can over to Riders Mutiny. Okay. So, are you just leaving the boat behind, or are you getting the dinghy and rowing back, or are you just swimming on your octopi? 
Um, so how far away is the dinghy? You're you're within a, a couple hundred feet of this beach. So if if we could kind of dash over to the to the dinghy and could the octopus like drag it behind them? Because I'm sure the octopus huge. are faster than we would be in the dinghy. I would think. I can't imagine a dinghy weighs how much. How strong is a giant octopus? So they're actually only large, but their strength is seventeen. Yeah, between a lot of you, you. I mean, you and Carhoon could hop in the boat, and the two of them can kind of. It's like in that scene in The Incredibles the where chariot. where their mo- the mom turns into a. I think you've made that reference. I love in uh, it's, to it's, else. it's just so, it's such a perfect mental image. I love it so much. <laughs> All right, uh, so you bust over. You and Carhoon hop in the dinghy. These octopi, you're like, go! And they drag you out and start gooshing their way across the waves. Mm-hmm. The rain's still falling on you. It's okay. a rough, rough water, but not yeah. like tidal wave rough. Okay. After a few minutes of tense swimming, you come up to the side of the mutiny, and these sailors see you, and they start, you know, shouting down from mm-hmm. the deck, and they lower the the ropes and whatnot, and attach the dinghy and start hoisting you back aboard. Perfect, perfect. And kind of once we once we get into the mm-hmm. into the dinghy and you know we're getting hoisted back onto the uh into the mutiny, the uh, Octavia will turn to Octo friend and um Madame Oct- Octopus and be like you saved us back there. We we couldn't have done this without you. So, thank you so much and head back home and say hi to freedom and liberty for us. And she'll kind of dismiss them back to the Feywild. The octopi shimmer and disappear slowly. <laughs> kind of like the old Star Trek teleporter mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. effect. <laughs> and also, I mean, Carhoon is a hybrid werebear right now, so <laughs> I don't think the... I don't know if the sailors have seen him in that form before. That's true. That's true. Did Carhoon stay that way then? I mean, he probably stayed that way until we figured that we're completely out of harm's way and I think that even though we're, you know, on the Raiders' mutiny um, and are a couple hundred feet out from the spires, I I feel like we're not out of the danger zone, like, quite yet. Danger zone. I cannot believe that worked. You're really lucky that thing Got incapacitated. I just can't believe his con is so low. Oh, it's con is it? It's con's actually pretty good. I mean, it's it's not bad. There's a plus six to save throw, which ain't ain't a slouch. True, but I guess I figured for some big legendary creature, I just always assume that they have you know like plus thirteen style of their saves. Well, again, it's only CR ten. That's true. That's true. All right, so you get aboard and climb up top, and captain. Slab squat thrust mm-hmm. strides up to you, his hair wet with rain as sailors are running back and forth in the background, battening down hatches and tying mainsails and sailory things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walks up to you. Sir, you're back before we expected. I assume things went well looking at your new toy there. Th- things... We're, we're back faster than we anticipated, too. Things went well, but we should we should get out of this area as quickly as possible. He looks over at Carhoon. Ah. Uh, uh, I guess there will be plenty of time to uh, discuss 
everything that happened. But I, I don't feel like remaining in this place for any longer than is necessary. I am with you there, yeah. Slab walks up to the keel, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big steering wheel. Walks up and starts shouting orders to everyone like, Turn this ship around! We're heading back to the to the married lords, it appears. Maybe this time we'll be home for, for good. And the ship starts creaking its way as it starts turning around to point the other direction. Uh, so the ship begins turning through this storm, through the choppy waves. It's uh, going slower than it would on calm yeah. seas. And it starts eking its way mm-hmm. forward. Slab waves his hand, gestures you. Yeah, yeah. Into his office. She, yeah, she and Carhoon will, uh, you know, follow him in type of thing. Uh, She's all pruny from being underwater mm-hmm. for so long. You're covered in, like, seaweed yeah. and silt. And, and is starving. You know how, like, somehow mm-hmm. even when you just swim, you know, like on a summer day, you go out to a pool for even, like, mm-hmm. half an hour, and you come out and you're just, like, yeah, ravenous. So he gestures you in as the ship begins turning and making its way. Mm-hmm. He gestures for you to sit. Hopefully it's a wooden chair and not something padded because we're so wet still. Yeah. <laughs> he sits behind his desk with all these sheets of maps and, and charts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ahead of him. And he says, so, what happened down there? Why is this one up? This is Carhoon, right? Yeah, yes. Um, I could recognize the axe, but... This is new. So, uh, we were, we were obviously successful. Um, we, you know, got on, got on the island and, uh, you know, long story short, we were able to, uh, ultimately made our way underwater. Um, and there was a big Koatoa cathedral there and they were worshiping an aboleth and we went further down and down and... And we found what we were looking for. And she, like, holds up the staff. Um, and right there at the very end, we... We met the Aboleth. But we got out. Mm. Well, I'm glad the two of you are back at one piece. <laughs> Thanks, us too. Now I'll ask again, why is your friend a bear? Oh, yes. So, um... Uh, this, this is Karhoon, same as normal. Karhoon um, waves. Karhoon, uh, I don't... I mean... I don't. Do you want? Do you want to, to tell or do, to your story or? I guess I can talk. You know, hybrid form. I'm not a full bear right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry to kind of bury the lead for you there. Bear, read the lead. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Octavia actually says that. <laughs> I'm. Uh, well, I, I think it's kind of obvious. I have been. Subjected to the curse of lycanthropy. You don't need to worry, though. I'm very, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teddy bear inside. Um, so you, you and your crew have nothing to fear from me. I think these past week or so of sailing, I hope I've proved myself to you that I am not a, a wild beast that I could be trusted. Um, sorry to not tell you, but it's a bit of a sensitive subject. And Captain Slab just kind of slowly nods, narrows his eyes. There. 
Well, you've been a fine sailor. I don't like having things hidden from me, you must understand, especially things that could impact the well-being of my crew. But... I suppose we've come to trust each other over these few days, so... Maybe keep this farm to yourself from here on out, unless we really need it. Uh, I don't want the crew getting nervous. I mean, I've seen a lot of strange things on this plane, so I guess I shouldn't really be too surprised by something <laughs> like this. I've seen people who are fish, and fish who are people, and half fish, half people, and half people, half fish, so I guess a bear person isn't really that strange when I think about it, so... Ah, welcome aboard. <laughs> and Octavia will be like, I mean, I can I can 100% vouch for Kirk and he's saved my life more times than I would ever have wanted my life to be in jeopardy to be saved. So, um, he's, yeah, you have, your crew have nothing to worry about from him. And I feel like as they're feeling the ship, like, moving and getting further away from the spire and kind of leaving Klachu behind them, I feel like Carhoon will feel comfortable enough, you know, and like they're out of like the imminent danger to shift out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you should say that. Oh, no. As you feel the ship moving and the spire slowly getting smaller. <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have. Maybe he wouldn't have felt maybe comfortable maybe enough. <laughs> you feel, uh, it's like the ship, almost like it hits something, oh and it kind gosh. of like tilts, like something large, battered at its side, and you and Carhoon are like thrown out of your seats, mm-hmm. scattered on the floor. Captain Slab loses his footing behind his desk and kind of stumbles, sending charts and maps flying across the room. Uh, he doesn't even look at you and just turns and busts out the door onto the deck, still battered by rain, as... You can see out a lot of the crew were like thrown topsy turvy, yeah. scattered across the deck. Slab shouts out, "What was that? Did something just hit us?" What do you do? Um, <laughs> I feel like as the hair had started to recede on Cartoon, and just like, like, right, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had to say something. <laughs> um, I feel like Octavia knows with like a sick feeling in her stomach what that is and looking at Karkin she's like I don't think this is the last that we've seen of Klachu and they'll both run out onto the uh, deck as well you run out onto the deck and the boat sort of is rocking back and forth righting itself and you look over to the stern side and a slimy tentacle (laughs) slaps above and another one And rising, dripping out of the sea, you see this eel-like figure with the gaping maw, eyes. It doesn't really have eyebrows, but you can tell they're furrowed in anger. (laughs) It's like if you draw little eyebrows on something. And you can hear a shout in your mind, and based on the reactions of the sailors, you can tell it's coming to everyone. And it just says, Give her to me! And then you feel the boat rock again. And you turn to the port side. 
and another tentacle. Oh my god! Slaps over, and another one as a second aboleth raises its head over the deck. What? And we'll catch you next time. What? What? See, see you next episode. Oh my gosh! Okay, um, <laughs> well, you, got a, you got a crew of pirates now. I do. We do help. have a crew of pirates. Heavens! Oh got my a bunch gosh! Of red shirts for you. What? You got a bunch of red shirts. Oh, oh no! No! <laughs> <laughs> this would be the second time that you would kill a crew of pirates on me, and that yeah. other time didn't end well. well. I, I killed them off screen last it's time, true. so that's now I can true. kill them on. Screen. Oh no! That's worse than that <laughs> last time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well. <sighs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, We really uh, love hearing what y'all have to say about the show and what y'all think. And also, leaving reviews is a great way for us to reach other people with our story and with our game. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. And our handle is at andadiepodcast. Catch y'all next week.